And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to take a break out of our busy day and do this. On Canberra Live with Leon Delaney. Money Matters with Luke Smith from Envision Financial Services. And speak of the devil, here he is in person <laughs> in the studio right in front of me. You know we're indoors, you don't have to wear a baseball cap. You know what, I've come straight off the farm. If you saw the hair that was going on under this hat, you'd tell me to put it back on. So, yeah, my apologies. The I time know, got away from me. I know people wearing their baseball hats inside think they're pretty cool, but I will give you at least this much. At least you're wearing it the right way around. Yeah, and it's actually a brand new hat straight out of the box from last week. So, okay. yeah, very nice. Um, but as I say, I was, I was time just got the better of me on the farm this afternoon and I looked up and went, ooh, let's go. Time so. to jump in the extremely expensive sports car and drive to the radio station at top... No? No, 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 no sports no, car's no, gone. It's in no, the, no sports car. In the, in no, the, in the no. anti-Tesla. You're a, um, uh, you're a farmer now, so you've got a truck. <laughs> That's it. The, as a client said the other day, you've got the anti-Tesla. I was like, you can call it that if you like. That's completely fine. Yeah, well, you know, if you've got to have a truck, you might as well have one that you well, like. Exactly. Do it properly. Don't half do something. We're here today to talk about how to get a better home loan and stack the figures in your favour. Now, of course, I think we'd all be interested in how to get a better home loan, and that might be a bit of a challenge at the moment, given that interest rates are still apparently on the way up, as far as we can yeah. tell. Yeah, look, exactly right. And, and you know, it's very interesting. We, um, we, we did some work this week in Sydney with David Koch on part of his Business Builders Program. Um, and this really was an extension of that because I think it's very prevalent at the moment and I think people need to know how they can look the best way possible when approaching a lender, either as a mum and dad or as a business owner. Um, I was also very fortunate this week. I spoke to um, uh, a lad at uh, Georgie Vallis at, at CBA that I've known since we were kids who does a lot of commercial lending and he made me really aware of the one thing we're looking for at the moment is interest rate cover. So if you borrow a million, we want to see one and a half to two times EBIT. So if you're borrowing a million, you want to have earnings before interest in tax of 1.75 mil to 2 mil so that we know there's lots of protection, which is exactly what normal banks do for mums and dads when they say, we're going to lend it to you at six, but we're going to check your servicing ability at nine. Because we've actually seen interest rates rise that much that we've gone through that 3% buffer that they were using 12, 18 months ago. So one thing people need to keep in mind is when you're putting your best foot forward, just think about how you spend your money. Because you speak to any mortgage broker and they say, oh, yeah, they take the you know everything in your bank ledger and break it into 15 or so categories and then work out what the industry-based sort of cost of living is for your situation. So if you're mindful of where your money's going – and they're not looking at TAB, TAB, pub, TAB, Dan Murphy, <laughs> TAB. You sort of see the picture that we're painting yeah. here. So be mindful of your spending because going into a new lending arrangement is a lot like going on a date. You turn up, clean shirt, brushed hair, shave, clean shoes. You present yourself looking nice. So the person that you're attending the date with looks across the table and goes, all right, well, let's have a chat and find out what you're like. Have you got any personality? Have you got any banner? You're doing the same with the bank. Turn up with a good loan-to-value ratio. Turn up with good savings and spending behaviours. Turn up with good information and know your numbers. Because if you're self-employed and you can show that there's a reason you want to borrow that money or you're looking to buy an investment property and you know your cash flow and your figures, the lender is going to be far more conducive to helping you out because you've turned up prepared and you look ready to go. 
you turn up looking disheveled, unshaven, you haven't ironed your shirt, the person across the table... Stop gonna, looking at me when you say that. <laughs> the person across the table is going to go, well, do you really want to be here? And I think if you keep that sort of analogy in mind when you're dealing with a bank, you can get a far better outcome because you're putting your right foot forward and you're turning up with the right information and showing that you've thought about it. But, you know, just to recap some of those, get your loan-to-value ratio as low as possible, okay? That's the proportion of debt to the value of the asset. Make sure you've got great savings behaviour and you can show that you know where your money's going because they're going to assume you live on a certain amount and then they're going to break down what you actually live on. And that's where a good mortgage broker understands the appetite that different lending institutions have. Some banks like farmers, some banks like doctors, some banks like government workers, some banks like X, Y, Z. A good mortgage broker can make the entire process very efficient because they know what your picture looks like in the eyes of a lender and they'll be able to put you with the right person or the right bank to get that outcome. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, uh, is it better to go direct to a bank? Uh, because first question on our notes here today is how can people go to their bank and uh, put forward their best case for getting a, a better home loan? Yep. But is it better to go direct to your bank or is it better to go to a mortgage broker? Because the broker obviously is meant to be an expert in the yep. field and meant to know all of the various different yep. banks and the various yep. different offers that are available. Yep. Look, I think it depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you just want to have a loan review and you can't be bothered filling out paperwork and going through the rigmarole and the hoops that you need to go through, and that's unavoidable, unfortunately. It's a lot easier if you're a salaried employee over a self-employed person. Um, then you can go to your bank and say, look, this bank is offering at this rate, will you match it? If you then actually want to look at the structure, your, your setup, um, the terms, and, and go to the open market, I would definitely be using a broker in that instance because I've got accounts with most lenders and I've never had ANZ ring me and go, hey, Lukey, Macquarie have an amazing deal. <laughs> that never happens, right? So that's where a broker comes in to give you that perspective and that independence from whoever it's going to be to get you the best deal because it also depends what you need. So if you're one of these people that says, I have a savings account, a tattoo account, a school account, a bills account, a this account, a that account, if you go to a lender that only has one offset account on your loan, you're at a huge disadvantage for maintaining your, your debts efficiently. Now, a good broker will go, oh, you can have 10 offsets account with this lender or that lender. Well, that will suit how we operate. And they'll understand that and put you in the right place. So a broker is a great way to get independence. And it's a great way to make sure that you're not missing out on anything that your current provider will offer you. Because as I said earlier, one bank's never rung me and offered me a deal at another bank. So you don't ask, you don't get. So I'd go to your bank first. Will you play ball? If the answer is no, straight to a mortgage broker, take it to the open market um, and see if you can get the best outcome and structure that suits your position because your, your borrowing needs change over time and people need to keep that in mind as well. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because when you go to apply for a loan, whether you're going for a new loan or refinancing your existing arrangements, you've got to take into account all of your other commitments as well. Mm. How many credit cards do you have? What's the outstanding balance on those credit cards? And not just what's the outstanding balance, but what's the credit limit? Because that's where some people do sometimes get caught out. Look, spot on. You've hit the nail on the head, and that was really where I was going to lead to next, is part of looking good and going on that banking date, for use of a better analogy, is not what you have outstanding or do you manage it well. 
they don't look at it like that. They say, you've got a $30,000 limit on three cards. So when we're working out the serviceability and you look at all the money that's coming in, all the money that's going out, they treat that as $90,000 of fully drawn credit card debt. Then you throw in a GE Finance. Then you throw in a Harvey Norman store card. Or then you throw in something else. And all of a sudden, you've got a very, very different view of what your potential liabilities could be, even if they're not used. So good tip there is bring your credit card limits down. If you're not using a card, get rid of it. If you've got something that you've bought in a store five years interest-free, regardless of where it is, if you're not using it, shut it down. If you're going to bring things to lower levels, do so prior to putting that best foot forward because if they assume that a $3,000 credit card is matched out, that's very different to three $30,000 credit cards, even if you're not using it. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. They do make their calculation based on what your credit limit is, regardless of whether or not you Correct. actually owe the money. So that's exactly. really important. Yep. I went through the process a uh, long time ago uh, of applying for a loan to buy a property. And uh, as part of the deal, the, uh, the bank that was uh, being uh, put forward by the mortgage broker uh, wanted me to – and I – quote as closely as I can remember, pay off my existing credit card. Okay, fine. Now, I took that to mean that I should pay it off. So I did. I took some cash out of another account, paid off the credit card, zero balance. And I said, look, done. And then they got cranky with me because what they wanted to do was lend me the money as part of the mortgage to pay it off <laughs> and issue me, uh, to, to close that credit card and issue me with one of their credit cards. Yeah. I didn't want that. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think that's where, you know, the mortgage broker adds that value because their ability to communicate what the bank is saying and seeing against what your average person may or may not understand is important is what we look at and what a bank looks at are two very, very different things. From a, from a business perspective, at the moment, you'd also want to be looking, if you need to borrow money for your business, think about going to the government for particularly for grants. You know, in the field that you're in, are there grants available that we could get? that are, you know, very advantageous as opposed to borrowing money? Is there the ability to use invoice financing where you're actually paid on the amount of invoices that you've issued in the month? Now, that's very advantageous. It's not cheap, but it's a great way of saying, well, if I've billed a million dollars this month and somebody's going to give me $700,000 of what's billed because I've got 90-day terms but I need the money to run my business – Invoice financing is another way. You can also do that over stock, depending on the stock that you carry. You could have a significant amount of capital tied up in your stock that you sell over time. You can use that as collateral in some situations. So it's about understanding what people can do and, and, and the means that are available to them outside of traditional banking. You know, you may go down the crowdfunding road, um, Kickstarter and things like that, um, or venture capital. You know, you may be able to say, well, I'll give up some shares in my business to have some new capital come in and gain some ex expertise from other people. There are all ways that people can consider alternatives to traditional borrowing because you may be looking to try and leverage or scale up your business very quickly yeah. and the bank may not be able to do it. I know you've touched on this already, but I want to come back to it because I think it is actually something that might catch people out at the moment is that this extra margin of about 3% that the mm. bank will consider when deciding whether or not to approve your loan. Because we've seen interest rates go up so rapidly, yep. mortgage rates now, people are looking at, what, about 6% yeah, uh, as, fives, a variable, yeah, fives, as a variable sixes, rate yeah, now, yeah. which is so much higher than it was even just a year ago. Oh, it's huge. quite an, an enormous difference. But what that effectively means is that you've got to work out 
could I repay this loan if it was nine or even ten percent? Because that's the margin that they're yeah. going to be looking at. And this is this is where I, I you know I say to people regularly, get in front of this early. If if you're coming under pressure from a cash flow perspective because everything in life is really expensive, don't wait. Don't try and grind it out. Don't be tough. Don't be strong. Don't be proud. Get some help right away because if you can shave a few basis points off a loan, restructure something, consider going interest only over principal and interest for a couple of years just to free up your capital, that could allow you to get through the, 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 the tough times that people are experiencing at the moment. But you're exactly right. When you borrowed 12 months ago, the bank said, oh, can you borrow a million dollars at 5%? And that was two plus a margin of three. Can you borrow at five? Sure. You now go and get that same million on a refinance. And they say, can you service nine? You may not be able to get the money you already have. And again, that's where a good mortgage broker will understand who's going to have the appetite for your particular picture and where are they going to send you to go on a date so that you can get the best outcome. Um, Because nobody wants to go on a date and not end up getting the numbers at the end of it. Same here. You don't want to go through the grief of all the paperwork and all the angst only for someone to go, no, sorry, we don't like how you look because you haven't put your best foot forward or you just didn't understand what they were looking at because they have a different lens to how most mums and dads look at borrowing. So mm. if you understand what you're dealing with, that, that one thing people need to be really mindful of is they may not be able to move banks because they may not be able to service a 9% interest rate even if they are going to lend it to them at 6 Yeah. What about uh, fixed rates? Is it time to start thinking about fixing again? Oh. Or is that too soon? <coughs> yeah, that's. I think that ships... Yeah, fixed rates always go first. So they're still, they're still ugly. Um, it would then Some be of a, them have started to come down. Yeah, well, and that's, that's, that's indicating that the market is expecting things to flatten out. Um, and the sooner we get inflation under control and we bring that, that sort of to a more suitable paradigm... Um, the, the sooner we'll be able to then look forwards because fixed rates are always looking well in the future because um, we know that there's still a load of fixed rates that, that are going to drop. I read an article the other day in the Fin Review that said that there was uh, $350 billion of loans that are going to drop from fixed to variable by Christmas mm. with another 350 to go next year. So yeah. you, could, you had to stop fixing at about maybe the end of 21 because at that point, fixed rates started to go because the word inflation started to get thrown around yeah. and then it really got momentum. So, yeah, I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. We're talking about how to get a better home loan and what you need to do to impress the bank. Dress up in your finest suit you and go. make sure your hair is carefully combed and parted. That's what you need to do, isn't it? It's a good start. Look well, you've got to have your numbers right too. And, and know your numbers. That's right. You know. So if I was looking to try and get the best out of my next home loan experience... You'd be looking to try and control your spending leading up to it because they look backwards and they want to know that there isn't, you know, thousands of dollars a week going into the, the tab ATM. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but in the eyes of the bank, it may not be that advantageous. Mm. Um, shop around early. Don't wait. If you're under financial stress or duress or you can see that things are going to get tight, get out in front of it. Try and eke out a saving somewhere and, and, again, engage a mortgage broker because they'll be able to put you with the right type of lender and make sure your structure is correct. If you've always been principal and interest, think about interest only. Interest only with an offset account is not a dirty word because it's exactly the same as principal and interest, but you only pay the interest component and you can save up the principal in your offset account so you're still paying down your loan. A lot of people come in and go, oh, interest only. <laughs> And they get all frightened. Well, if you've got an offset account, you can pay that off as fast as you want. No problems. But you've freed up some cash flow. 
I'd also consider adding collateral. So if you've got another property that you own, add that in as security to lower your loan to value ratio. The lower the, the loan to value ratio, the potentially the better rate you can get. And we're talking significant savings. Because um, if you could save 20 basis points or 0 0.20 or more by adding more security, that adds up over the life of the loan, which is really, really good. Use an offset account to your advantage. I'm, I've always been pro-offset account um, because it gives you the ability to save into it, reduce your interest cost, but maintain access to your capital. Um, and then if you're self-employed, make sure you have strong interest rate cover. So your earnings of your business are far superior to the amount of money that you're borrowing to try and grow your business, which is very, very good. And that way, at least you're moving in an area that will give you strength in relation to the negotiation. As we said before the ad break, if you turn up unprepared and wishy-washy with your numbers and why you need the money, the bank's not going not gonna to go that extra mile for you. It also pays for the self-employed people out there. Find a lender that understands your business because some people in banks are used to dealing with franchises. They're used to dealing with construction. They're used to dealing with retail. They're used to dealing with X. If they've got experience in your industry, they understand your cash flow. They understand how things work. They're more likely to help you. If you go to a lender that has no experience in your particular occupation, it could be a bit for them to get their head around how your business operates. And I, I saw this a number of years ago with my younger brother. He was self-employed in a particular field, went to one bank and they just couldn't understand what was going on. Went to another bank, they couldn't give him the money fast enough because they'd had experience in that occupation. So again, knowing who can have the appetite for your type of lending can make the, the, the process a lot more enjoyable and a lot more efficient. Fantastic. So Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so office number 6260-4749. I think we might have a few spots available before 30 June. Um, don't hold me to that. The girls may kill me. Uh, envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got TikTok. The handle there is The Strategy Stacker. And it's obviously all written down in Smart Money Strategy, the, the book that dropped in March that is still, uh, I think, number two on Amazon in our category. So thank you very much for all the support for the people that have bought that out there. And it's, it's quite humbling to have somebody come in for an appointment and, and, and bring the book with them. It's been, it's been a little bit awkward. It's, it's not something that I ever thought would ever happen. And it's, it's, it's a really nice thing to be able to be a part of. So you can get books there on Amazon, Booktopia, uh, Dimix, QBD, Harry Hartog, um, and tell them I sent you. Absolutely. Luke, thanks very much. We'll catch you next week. See you next week.